the Secret Sauce. I'm your host, Kip Schubert, and this is a podcast of educators sharing their stories and how that has led them to their own secret sauce in building life-changing connections and relationships with students and their staff. Let's jump right into episode number three, types of students who too often are falling through the cracks. As an educator, I like to think that I never miss a kid, that I see, hear, and value them all. But the reality is that I can't catch them all. I know I have missed some. I know that there are students who, for one reason or another, I was blind to. This episode is dedicated to those kids we as educators miss. The students that we miss as they were falling through the cracks. The three types of students we fail to see most often. You know, it is easy to see the kids who come into our rooms carrying a ton of baggage. They have a neon blinking sign that sits over their heads as they walk through our doors. I mean, they look a mess. They can be loud and disrupt our classroom with a snap of their fingers. They might have unkept hair, dirty clothes. I mean, maybe they're the ones that we are made aware of by our counselors or admin. Before we ever ever even see them, They put us on edge with all their red flags as we begin to judge them without ever meeting them. You all know the ones I'm talking about, the ones we would probably let fall through the cracks some days, but can't miss even if we wanted to. Then there are the high flyers, those students who not only achieve at a high level in the classroom, but in all the other extracurricular activities that they do. Those students who are decorated, acknowledged, plastered all over the school social media so often it almost becomes nauseating. You know, I taught at a particular school that had a case of the high flyers. They were the only students that you ever heard about. The same 20 to 30 students out of about a thousand that were students of the month, the athletic award winners, officers in every club. I mean, there was no telling how many others were falling through the cracks because as a school, we didn't take the time to see the regular old Joe. We see the kids at the top. We can't miss the ones at the bottom. But what about all that untapped, unlimited potential sitting in those students somewhere in between? We miss those kids too often. The average lulls us to sleep because maybe there isn't anything that sticks out about them. You know, so much of our time is taken having to deal with students with the obvious problems. And too much of our praise is is parceled out to those high flyers because it's easy and it takes so little authentic effort on our part, but it allows us to feel like we're making a difference. I am challenging myself to see more of my students this coming year in 2022, to stop students from falling through the cracks, to see the average, to not let kids fail, and to stop letting the quiet ones go unnoticed and uncelebrated. I believe I have taught kids who are part of the ones we miss most often. And this is dedicated to them and their teachers so that we catch them. And my own daughter was one of these. So this is in her honor. So that as a teacher, a coach, an educator, I for one can be there for those students who are falling through the cracks. So who are the three types of students who fall through the cracks most often? The first type of student who falls through the cracks is that average kid who does okay in most things, an average drive, no real plan for the future, but tries, 
and is the one we just assume is never going to be a success, but won't necessarily fail either. Those students who just work hard never give us trouble, but never really hit it out of the park either. We stop expecting greatness from them, and we turn our attention to other kids because, well, they'll be okay. They won't fail. Their averageness blinds us to what they could be, and they begin to fall through the cracks because that untapped potential hasn't been fed. They always get by, they are always there, they graduate, yet who knows what success they could have found. We miss them because they weren't constantly on our radar. They were just average. I had a student athlete named Esley. He was an average at best student, a below average athlete, but was one of the best team guys you could ask for. He was easy to love and a guy that was always there. You could count on him. He never got to play, but was just a solid member of our locker room on and off the field. You didn't think of him when preparing for the season because he didn't contribute to the wins on the field. You didn't see him recognized for his academics as he was just average. He was so steady, he was easy to forget about. You just assumed he would be there with a smile on his face, ready to give you all he had, even if it was never really all that good, just average. Esley was a junior my first year back in coaching after a decade of retirement forced on me by my alcoholism and recovery. I mean, I was eager to right my wrongs, and I had learned so many valuable lessons as I leaned, on, leaned into being my authentic self and the most effective coach that I had ever been. I wanted this to mean something. I wanted above all else to make a difference. Esley would have been a testament to that. And I didn't even realize it. You know, I had a motto for that team, all in and all together. And I was going to embody that for them each and every day. I did that. I gave it my all. I served those boys, all of them. And we won a ton of games in the first year. Serving is a success that they had not tasted in years, and it felt good to be honest. I was making a difference, and the success was speaking for itself. We continued that into year two. We were really creating a culture of champions on and off the field. But Esley reminded me of something at our end-of-the-year banquet his senior year. All the success on the field paled in comparison to the success in their lives and, and in mine. At the end of the evening, he came up to me with tears in his eyes and said, Thank you, Coach. Thank you for believing in me. You know, it moved me, and I just gave him the old standard coach speak of, It was my pleasure, Esley, and thanks for always being there for the team, Esley, and doing your best. And he said, No, Coach, you don't get it. It's because of you I graduated. It's because of you I will never give up trying to make my life matter. It's because of you that I will be a great husband and father. Choked up, I said, Esley, I was just doing my job. He said, no, coach, you did more. You saw me. You didn't let me fall through the cracks. Thank you, Esley, for creating the idea for this episode. You know, that conversation has stuck with me. And Esley and I still talk today, and he usually calls when he needs some relationship advice. But Esley was not even on my radar most days. Sure, I loved him and served him, but he was easy to miss because he was that average guy that was always there. You got comfortable knowing you didn't have to worry about him. Didn't, he didn't do anything bad. He didn't do anything great. He was just there. You know, Nestle is a poster child 
for one of those types of kids we miss most often. Those average kids, not bad, not great, always there, and after a while, they lull us to sleep with mediocrity. I hope that my eyes are more wide open today. That just because a kid is average that I don't pass them up, but I see them as an opportunity to, un- to unlock all that unlimited potential in them. And like Esley, I don't allow them to fall through the cracks to being just another average adult with an average life. The second type of student we let fall through the cracks is that kid who is polite, pleasant, but does absolutely nothing. At the beginning of the year, we try every strategy known to teachers to get them motivated, yet nothing works. They are never a discipline issue, and they may even participate in classroom discussions. But when it comes to completing assignments, projects, tests, nothing. We get tired of spitting in the wind, and because they are not a problem in our classes, we just let them slide right on by. You know, it is easier to just let it go than to fight that battle daily where you know the end result will have gotten you and that student nowhere. This semester, I had to face my own complicity in one of these students. His name was Lewis. And Lewis was just like I described, polite, but seldom did much of anything. I had not even noticed how guilty I was of letting Lewis fall through the cracks until his special ed teacher came into my room in December to ask me how Lewis did in class as preparation for his IEP. It hit me that I had no idea what he could or couldn't do. I had let him slide as long as he wasn't disrupting anything. He missed a lot of days, and I just chalked it up to at least he didn't keep anyone else from succeeding. You know, how callous of me to just give up on him. I never stopped to find out why he did nothing. And because he was polite, never a distraction or a disruption, I assumed he just didn't want to. I felt extremely guilty, and Lewis would be coming into my next hour, and so I was ashamed, and I needed to try and connect with him. After class started, I sat down beside Lewis and said, Hey, buddy, you know, you're not in trouble, but I just want to know one thing. Why do you just come in each day and do nothing? I know you can do something. But to know what that something is, I need you to try. His head was down and with tears streaming down his face, he just said, I do nothing because I am dumb, so why try? I said, Lewis, you are not dumb. He looked up sharply and responded with an effort that I had not seen out of him. Mr. Shu, I am dumb. Fifth grade told me I was dumb. My family says I'm dumb. I am dumb, so why bother? Why try? I would just fail because I'm dumb. And that broke my heart. The past four months, this kid has been sitting here with a smile on the outside, but tears on the inside because he thinks he's dumb. You know, right then and there, we worked out a deal for him to catch up on some work. I modified a few things for him to help him find some instant success. And we agreed that if he would just try, that together we would be a team and we would make sure he would find success and not fall through the cracks. Today, Lewis struggles some, but he is working. His desire to learn has been rekindled, and he believes that he can. Together, we are making a difference one day at a time. We're making progress, and Lewis isn't dumb. No student is. He just stopped thinking he could and started believing that he couldn't. 
No longer will I let a student slide. I will help them get better. And together we will find a way. And I won't soon forget this lesson. To never give up on a kid, even when they have given up on themselves. Thank you, Lewis, for giving back to me what I was not giving to you. I see you. I hear you. And I value you. You will not fall through the cracks. The last type of student we miss way too often is that quiet kid that achieves above average. That A and B student who, besides excelling in the class, does not participate in a whole lot else. And they make good grades, seldom talk, and most days you probably wouldn't even know they were there. That cute kid who looks the part, looks fine, achieves. And so we assume they have it all together. And this one hits close to home for me because it was my daughter, Cam. You know, I made a lot of mistakes as her father. Addiction took me away from her for over three years, and during the toughest time in her life, teachers unknowingly were letting her fall through the cracks. She was struggling, she didn't know up from down, and all the while wondering what happened to my daddy. Her teachers saw her but were blind because she fit to a T the above description. They didn't see that one obvious sign that possibly they should have because, after all, she had it all together, or so they thought. You know, Camden has one of those personalities that teachers love, an infectious smile, and so I can see how her teachers thought everything was okay. You know, she went to a, a private school, her mom drove a Porsche. What could be so bad about that kind of life? But I was heading into rehab for alcoholism, and neither Cam nor I had any idea of what was about to happen. Her mother was able to push through the courts while I was away in order to remove my parental rights. And it was that moment that I learned of that that was my rock bottom. And it was the catalyst to me becoming the man, the father, and the husband, and the educator I am today. It was a three-year fight to get back into her life. And I have no doubt that there are scars left on my little angel. A few months ago, I asked her what was the hardest part of daddy being gone. Her answer surprised me, but left me hurting so bad for her. Her answer? Sitting alone at all the events that were daddy-daughter events. The donuts with dad days. Bring your dad to school to share his occupation day. Her dad in the audience at her music performances. You know, she shared with me that she was bothered that her teachers never noticed that she sat alone for all those events. Her stepfather was too busy to step in, and she felt as though they didn't see her. They didn't hear her silent screams for comfort. They didn't value her. And her daddy? Where was he? To this day, it is still hard for me to imagine her sitting there, smile on her face, yet broken and crying inside. It was the subtle things her teachers missed because she was a quiet, achieving kid with a bright smile who seemed to have it all together, but she didn't. At home, her world had crumbled, and few knew, and no one stepped in to save her. They didn't even know she needed saving. Who is that kid in your class, my class, that seems to have it all together? Let's not miss them because they seem fine. Let's give that extra effort to ask them if they are okay to see how things are going, to connect, to build a relationship with them. These are kids who seem to have the world before them, yet 
are not immune to life and its body blows that can devastate any child, any kid, any student. Camden Presley, I love you. And I can't change not being there back then, but I will always be there now. And to honor you, I will not let a little girl or boy go unnoticed at Donuts, donuts with Dad on my watch. You know, education is not an easy profession to enter into, especially in our society today. A lot is asked of teachers and coaches and educators. We are stretched to the limit. We are tired. But let's never forget why we do what we do. It's for the kids. So take a moment to find those students in your rooms that are the three types we miss most often. The average kids that are never too high or low to hit on your radar. Those polite kids that avoid work at all costs, who do nothing, and so we let them slide because it's easier than fighting a daily battle we seem to, to always lose. And those quiet, achieving kids that look like they have it all together. You know, some of our students need help, they need services, and they are easy to spot. And we have de developed a safety net so that they do not fall through the cracks. But what about the ones we miss? The ones, for whatever reason, we don't see. What happens to them? In 2022, let's open our eyes. Let's challenge one another and ourselves to see the Esleys, to see the Lewises, to see the Camdens. We are on the front lines and kids need us. We can't save them all, but together we can do a better job of making sure students are not falling through the cracks. And I'd love to connect with you. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The Secret Sauce with Kip Schubert. And I would be honored if you would follow this podcast. Share it out there so that together we can find that secret sauce to building life-changing relationships with students. If you would like to be a guest on my podcast, share your story and how it has developed your secret sauce, please leave me a comment, shoot me a message, and I will be in touch with you. You know, let's not let any students slip through our classrooms, our locker rooms and especially the three types of kids we talked about today. Together we can be better, so these students will no longer be falling through the cracks. And I have some rock star educators lined up as guests, so be sure and follow us so you don't miss them sharing their secret sauce. Until next time.